Welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. I am John Schmoke. The man to my left is Jeff Fiegels. The phone number is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us, that way you can. I got a lot of notifications here on my Twitter, so I'm thinking my plea for questions probably turned out well. I'll track those over the course of the program. I have not hosted with Jeff Fiegels for it seems like... Forever. I think before the draft. Where the heck you been on Fridays? Yeah, I mean, the problem is that we've had a lot of OTAs and stuff, so I try not to schedule myself on the days we have practice sure, in case there's a sure. issue with it. I actually try to go out of my way to, to toast with you because I'm tired of the, the you know. The two knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of those guys. I don't want to talk to them anymore. I got to deal with them at lunch. Hey, and, you know, Paul's we crazy. and We haven't played the game in a while. No, and we, and we will play. Did you play with Jeff Eagles later? We will take your tweets as well at hashtag Giants chat. Make sure you send in your questions. We'll get to them. But, Jeff, OTAs have been happening, I guess, from a player's perspective. Where do you want to be at this point of the offseason program? You have a week of minicamp mm-hmm. left and then four more OTAs, so seven more unpadded practices. I mean, you folks that are wondering, yeah. there are no differences between minicamp practices and OTA practices other than minicamp is mandatory and OTAs is not. But given yeah. that everyone's been in attendance, which is really, really nice. We don't have to talk yeah. about that, by the way. Um it's the same. So there's basically the seven practices left to go. Where do you want to be if you're a player at this point in the offseason? I think it's a good question, but I also think it depends on what type of player, like meaning the years in the league. Like if you're a veteran or you're a rookie. Well, well, let's go through it. Give me So both. if you're a rookie, I think where you want to be is you want to be in the playbook. <laughs> you, want to, you want to understand not to make mental errors on the field. I think that's the biggest thing. And then, of course, playing football at your position the best you can. But I think right now there's the evaluation process is there. Um, the younger guys going into training camp have to understand they're going to get the playbook taken away from them after the OTAs and everything's done. And then for five weeks, they're going to have to get away and then come back. They're going to relearn it on an accelerated basis. They throw the whole playbook at you again when you get here, but you better know most of it. So a younger player, I'm in the playbook. From a veteran guy, I'm trying to get my, my conditioning up. I'm trying to get, uh, if I'm new here, some of the newer free agents I've got to understand the philosophy, the terminology of offense and defensive stuff. Um, For the guys that came here that played in Betcher's defense, it's getting reacclimated with that system. They know the terminology. It's just a matter of getting reacclimated to what you're doing in the newer players. And of course, if you are a guy that was drafted, same thing. So I think if, you know, mainly it's getting on the same page with the new philosophies, new plays and things like that, and more importantly, trying to stay healthy. Yeah, and I think you see that with the young guys uh, for the first time today. Well, I'm not sure if this got approved yet, so um, I'll get to that in a little bit. I thought Daniel Jones really things slowed that slowed down a lot um, over, the, over the course of practice today. I thought the last couple before that, and I mentioned it on the show, it looked like things started going a little fast for him. You know, you can see with rookies, throws come out late. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. not decisive with what he's doing, and then inaccuracy comes with that. I thought I saw that for a little bit for a couple practices. Today was, I thought, one of the sharpest practices he had. And for a quarterback, you know, they just keep putting more and more and more and more on your plate. And the minute you just get a little bit behind, it's hard to catch back up again. Yeah, it's just like missing school. You know, if they uh, they don't stop for you, they keep going. Right. So you got to catch up, and that's why you got to make up. You got to get in the classroom and start really studying. But I also believe that it depends on also the player and his aptitude, who the guy is. Daniel Jones obviously is a smart guy. They can throw a little bit more at him, and that's what you're seeing, I feel. I feel like they are throwing a little bit more at him, but he's feeling a little bit you know, out of sorts in a sense. And again, a guy hasn't played football for a while either. 
You know, they coming out of out of college and they went through all the passing stuff for the for the combine and workouts and things like that. So, you know, it is it is a difficult transition of all the positions, John. That's that's going to be the, the 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 most tough position to play and learn is the QB position. Yeah, and I think that um, I got a question the other day and I mentioned this on the air from somebody uh, that's just a friend of mine. They happen to bring their kid to the same daycare as I do. He's a season ticket holder. He always asks me questions. He figured out what I do. And he's, you know, he basically said, you know, if they knew they were going to draft Jones 6, did, would they have, you know, brought Eli Manning back for another year? My point, and this is to your point, that, yeah, they would have because they never wanted to have to put a rookie quarterback in there year one and ask him to do everything because it's just so, so hard. So sure. even though Jones was coached well in college, they believe in him. They want him to be able to ease into this a little bit. Yeah, and they have the opportunity to do that. Sometimes you don't. You know, that number six pick, there isn't an Eli Mahaney behind him. He's going in. And you're going to live with, well, Sam Darnold. Okay? So there's a classic example. And you know I me, mean? I love Sam Darnold, but he was not good last year. Yeah, but that was, that's right. exactly, and that's the, you're painting the picture. It, it's not going to be good. How many guys get thrown to the fire their first year and are really, really good? Not many. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, Baker Mayfield was a rare rare exception to the rule. Yeah. Dak Prescott was an exception to the rule, which is amazing. He was a fourth round pick, right? Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, exactly. But it just it, doesn't happen very often. It does not happen. And and so you, you have the luxury of doing what the giants are doing and that's sitting him and having him learn behind Eli Manning. And, you know, you can get into the conversations. Well, how much is Eli teaching him? You know, where is that? You hear coach Shermer in the press, what he's saying about that quarterback room. Is there's a lot of there's a lot of leadership in there. There's a lot of grown up guys in there. They're they're learning from each other just because of what they're white on the whiteboard and what they're seeing in film and what they're talking about. I mean, Mike Shula's been around the game a long time, and you know so is Eli. So he's just you know those young guys in there. Kyle Aletta also. They're like a sponge right now, just soaking up all that stuff. DeAndre Baker, by the way, started getting some run with the ones today, which was good to see. Okay. Um, Sam Beal had been with the ones, but DeAndre Baker got some snaps there today. That's what I was kind of prefacing earlier um, before I got to Daniel Jones. And Baker's somebody that you're noticing in practice less and less. And for a cornerback, that's usually a good thing because mm -hmm. that means he's not getting beat, and that means he's not committing a lot of penalties. Well, we knew you knew come he, he's a good player. I mean, he's, he's played against player. great competition yeah. mm -hmm. in the SEC. He's, you know, he is, they drafted him where they did, and they went up and got him for a reason. And so that's going to be the case. And listen, Sam Beal, uh, you've seen a lot of good things out of him. You know, they had a lot of promise for him last year. Unfortunately, the injury did, did that. You couldn't play anymore. Now he's coming back. So good competition, good depth. That's what you want at that position, and they got it. No, oh, they got plenty of young depth, and they're gonna have. There's gonna be a real battle for playing time. Julian Lovell battle with Grant Haley. Uh, they've been rotating with the ones. I think Haley's probably been there a little bit more. Well, he's got a little more experience. You know, Corey Ballantyne got into practice in terms of competition, the team portions this week for the first time. He looks like a good athlete. Obviously, coming from Washburn, which is a Division two school, he's got a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. But he'll be in the mix. And then you have guys like Tony Lippett. You have Hamilton, um, Zobart. I think Zobart. Is his name 43? So you got a bunch of different guys that um, are going to be in that mix. And I said this, the thing was either the cover three question that's coming out. Yeah, it was the cover three question that's coming out on Monday. I'll do a little tease for it because why not? The question, Jeff, and I guess I'll pose this to you. Sure. For the Giants to be successful this year, they have to blank and fill in the blank. What would be your fill in the blank? Well, I'm going to go defense. They're, okay. Can you be more specific they, than that? Uh, their defense needs to finish games. Okay. 
to win more close games, what's your, your key is? I, I, yeah, if you look at what they did last year, they were put on the field with four or five times with leads to win the game, and they didn't. So they need to finish. Yeah, my thing was just play improved pass defense, and that gets to the pass rush and, frankly, gets to finishing games. When you're finishing games, what are teams trying to do against we'll you? put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, well, they're trying to throw to come oh, back course, or yeah. win close games, yeah. right? Yeah. So as the Giants in defense, can they get pass pressure, which is something we've talked about all offseason? Can Lorenzo it? Carter develop? Can Oshane Zimenez step in and do something? Can Marcus Golden recapture that double-digit sack magic from a couple years ago? Can James Betcher trust the young secondary to cover to blitz more? Then on top of that, can the young secondary cover? And I think they have really good young quarterbacks. I like Baker. I like Love. We'll see Beal. He's done so far pretty well in practice. Janoris Jenkins is back. But asking first-year rookie cornerbacks to go out there and be good right away in this league against the receivers they're going to be playing against, it's a big ask. And a lot of times it could be rough early. I think they'll all develop to be fine players, but there could be points early in the year when you're like, whew, mm-hmm. we need to figure this out. Well, they're going to get them some help. They'll have some help over the top. Sure. And, and the safety position is much improved with Jabril Peppers and Antoine Bethesda. Absolutely. But you're going to have to you're going to have to rely on one of those young guys to be the guy. Yeah. Two, and by the way, one whether it's Grant Halley, who's a one year guy, or a rookie in Julian Love, your slot corner and your second outside corner are both going to be guys that haven't played a lot of football. And they're both as important as the other. I oh, mean, yeah. the, the slot corner is now a routine household name for the third quarterback position. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. So those guys are going to have to grow up quickly. I think you put your confidence in. A guy like DeAndre Baker, who played big time football in the Southeast Conference of Georgia. I agree. I, you know, so that's why he's there. And so you're gonna, you're gonna, he's gonna have to play, and he's gonna have to grow up quickly. Colton. And we'll see what happens. Um, I think the other, the one A and the one B, one A to me is what do the Giants have to do? They, one A is defense, and one B, I want the offensive line to develop and play well. I feel good about that. I do too. I do too. No, I don't. Saying, I don't think they're going to be a top five unit. Maybe, they don't have to maybe be. not a top eight unit. But if they can be, they don't the have to be fourteenth or fifteenth best offensive line or twelfth best offensive line in the league. Okay, awesome. Let me ask you this: So, sure. if I if I should for two things that you want to see out of the offensive line for them to break the top fifteen, I, I, I'll, I'll take a top. I'll take fifteen right now if you give it to me for this offensive line. But two things they have to do is so what? would I. By the way, I would take that too. <laughs> What were they two things, the top two things that they are going to need to do to, in order for them to get into that top 15? Because right now they're ranked at the bottom. You know that. For them to get up there, okay. they've got to do these two things. i got two for you. Fewer tackles for loss in the run game. Okay, negative now, plays. I think, yeah, I think some of that was Barkley last year trying to dance a little bit, but a lot of it was the offensive line. A lot of it. Sure. And they need to allow less penetration. And there were way too many runs where Saquon Barkley got the ball and there was just right. nowhere to go. <laughs> And they were in second and long. That needs to stop. Mm -hmm. Okay? The second thing they need to do is last year, they started to play better because they used more play action, right? But eventually, against good defenses, you're going to get in the third and long. Just the way it goes. You're going to have a bunch of third and sevens and third and eights sometimes. Just how the league is. If you had those negative plays on first down, yeah. Correct. Well, either (laughs) way. Even even the good teams get into those third and long. Sure they do. They have to be able to trust this offensive line to protect on third and long. Right. Without, you know, 
max protecting with the tight end, the running back, and bringing a bunch of extra guys back there to help. Can you trust these guys to protect on a, protect on a five or a seven-step drop where you guys making multiple reads and, and trying to get the ball down the field? So and those I, are the two things I think they need to do. And I think starting with the first one, I think of this is, is – it's trending to be a very veteran offensive line when you think about the personnel that's there. What are veterans are good at? They're, they have experience. So it'll take down a lot of the mental mistakes, which will cut down on some of the negative plays on first and second down, which then will lead to manageable third downs. And then you'll be able to get, get into some manageable third and fives. You don't want to be in third and nines all, all year. Forget about it. You're not going to happen. So yeah, but then those are the things. So defensively, offensive line and um, 10 wins, right? <laughs> Stop it. No, what are I'm you doing? Kidding. I'm just kidding. I would never say, I'm just saying, I'm just being funny. But you know, those things, if they can work, you know, then they, this team will definitely be better. Absolutely. 201 939 4513. Hashtag Giants Chat. Like I said, we're going to try to get to some of your tweets and we'll try to do more of that as this offseason goes along. We'll get to a lot of your questions at hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. And later on in the show, we will play. Yes. Did you play with Jeff Fiegels? Did you or did you not? It's all presented by Coors Light. Let's go to the calls and start with Harrison in Australia, who will lead us off. Hi, Harrison. G'day, guys. How are you? Hi, Very Harrison. Good. good to hear from you again, pal. What's up? Mate, it's, uh, it's good to be live on the air with the two Johns today. How are you? It's good, uh, good to be online. Thank you. Um, listen, I just want to talk to... Uh, I just want to talk about uh, Julian Love, our fourth-round draft pick. Now, I, to me, out of the entire draft, this was the best value... From a value um, point of, from a value perspective, this I is agree. the best value pick. Yep. Um, just with Julian, now I've heard whispers of, you know, Gettleman has said that, you know, he's wanting to test him at free safety. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on, um, you know, maybe just easing him in into that nickel and dime packages first because, you know, that'll probably be best. You know, we've got a lot of corners this year. We drafted three of them. You know, plus we got Grant and Haley coming back. Um, you know, just easing him into that diamond nickel packages first before we then maybe potentially move into free safety because that's just the whispers that I've heard. Yeah, um, Harrison, you know what? And, and that's what they've done. I saw him at free safety, I think, more in rookie minicamp than I've seen him during OTAs where they've primarily used him in the nickel spot, in that slot, covering guys. That's been where he's been most of the time, and I think that's where they're starting him off. And I'll see, or we'll see, rather, how quickly or if they decide to expand where they're going to use him. Because quite frankly, that nickel spot for a rookie is hard enough. There's mm -hmm. so much to do in there between run support, blitzing, coverage, two-way goes for the wide receiver. That's a real tough position. So uh, I think they're doing exactly what you said. They're easing him into that, and then they'll decide how much they want to expand this horizon. They also, Harrison, they, they like the fact that he can play there. So that's from a depth perspective. If there is an injury and he does have some reps and he's getting work there, he may have to go back there and play some safety. And the other part, too, Harrison, I think they really like what Antoine Bethea's given them. And I think with him playing well and Pepper's back there, they're like, well, you know, yeah. he could be a backup there, like Jeff said, but we're not going to give him a ton of snaps there if he's not going to start. Correct. We'll be expecting to have a big role cornerback. Yep. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's uh, good to hear. Because as much as a uh, massive Giants fan as I am, I'm also a, uh, a massive Notre Dame fan. So I've watched Julian play a lot of football over the last couple of years. And there's a saying that we have down under in Australia, and it's called, you can't run without legs. So if you tackle them around the legs, they're not going anywhere. And when I've watched a lot of Julian play over the last three years in Notre Dame, which 
mind you, I get up at 3, 4 a.m. in the morning to watch an Oda game plus Giants games as well. So God bless I get up pretty yeah. early to watch these games. Um, the thing that I noticed about Julian, he's a round-the-leg guy. He gets down low, he wraps them around the legs, gets them to the ground. He, he's a he's a great tackler. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I love to see in our secondary. I love seeing guys that aren't afraid to tackle, get them around the legs, get them to the ground instead of this, you know, shoulder yeah, charge out of yeah. bounds start sort of stuff. Um, I really think that's going to kind of bring back the, the NYPD with the, you know, big, that ability to defend. Because I know Antoine Bethea is, is a decent tackler as well. Jabril Peppers is, is a, you know, developing along, you know, quite nicely over the couple of years that he's been in the league. Baker is a good tackler um, too, by the so way. I'm just glad Physical. that we've got some tacklers. In, yeah. in, in the in the um, in the uh, secondary, essentially. I appreciate it, Harrison. Thanks yeah. for the call, pal. They're both those. Uh, one yeah. Last, one yeah, real thing, quick, real quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll with you. Go ahead. One last thing, just real quick. Just real quick. Um, this is just more of a fun question. Sure. Uh, when Dex Lawrence was at Clemson, uh, they like to implement the fridge package. I just want to know <laughs> if you guys reckon Pat Shermer will uh, give Dex Lawrence some uh, runs when it's first and goal on the one yard line and give him the free fridge package and see if we might see Dex to get a few touchdowns this season. Just for Question to yeah, Harrison, that is a great question. And, and again, thanks again. And, and, and we really appreciate your patronage and, and your fanhood out there in Australia. You know, it, it, it's tough to follow the team in, in that type of time zone. But uh, thank you for being with us and thank you for being part of the show mm-hmm. and, and watching the games and, and being a big-time Giant fan out there. And God bless you for getting up at 3 o'clock to watch Notre Dame. I would never do that. Yeah, you would watch it the route against Notre Dame. Yeah, I would, but I wouldn't wake up for 3 o'clock You to still do that hold either. a grudge over that whole Notre Dame-Miami thing, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> um... Okay, as, as a second question, the point I tried to make, DeAndre Baker is also an excellent tackler. So they did, that's something Gettleman, I think, was very aware yeah, of. Physical player. When making these picks, he wants all these guys to tackle and be football players, not just cornerbacks. And Julian Love fits that to a T. Dexter Lawrence, you know, Pat Shermer was not afraid to roll in and use Odell Beckham Jr. as a, as a thrower and do all sorts of different Got things. Got experience so, holding the ball. I'm not sure as a rookie, but if at some point, could we see Dexter Lawrence maybe as a fullback or something like that in a jumbo backfield package? Hey, he's been there. Why the hell not? Yeah, why not? I've listened. If he's done it before, I think it's, it's even better. But yeah, if, well, he caught, a, he caught a touchdown pass, right? <laughs> there. With well, the, come on. We've talked about him enough Clemson? to know that the kid is very, very athletic. And he's a big dude, man. Oh, he is a big dude. So use him. But you just, you know, there's always that... Well, you got hurt playing fullback? You got to be kidding me. You know, it's just, just that that's the argument you have. At that point, he's going against a bunch of guys that are smaller than him. I, th- I think he'll survive. Yeah. Let's go to Dave in Cranford on line two. He's up next. Dave, what's going on, pal? How are you? What's up, Dave? I'm doing great. Good to see you guys. How are you, Jeff? Wonderful. Now, Dave, <laughs> Jeff told me before the show that he met you at a golf outing recently, correct? Yes, John, and I just wanted to let you know that behind your back, he speaks very highly of you. Oh, thank you, Dave. You, you, that's perfect. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Jeff told you to say that because I know <laughs> it's not true. Oh, come on. But... No. <laughs> he, he speaks very highly. And, uh, thank you. And without, without being patronizing, um, Jeff is, for, for a, a guy that punted for, I was looking it up the other day, over 71,000 yards in the NFL. Um, and he um, is remarkably... Humble and approachable, and then, but he, but he sets you up because, you know, he's really nice when you're when you're teeing off, and then he then he kills you on the golf course. Just like, <laughs> well, you know. no, 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 Jeff, Jeff is a hell of a golfer now. Like he, he's scratch <laughs> right. guy, or you Enough scratch, Jeff. or you plus one plus two. 
two. No, I'm not a plus. No, I'm. Whoa, right. I'm no. sorry. Yeah, no. But you know, being plus one is a real insult. No. See, no. that's how good of a. See, that's how competitive no, Eagles one. is with I'm golf. A, I'm a negative two. <laughs> means I get struck. Well, there's, so. there's a lot of similarities to dropping the ball inside the ten and and being able to hit a good wedge. Well, that, he, that, well he knows. Yeah. He knows both. Well, that was my point. That you usually shoot around a plus two. Was my point. Yeah, I'm like, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. A plus yes. two, ha- okay, plus so two handicapper right. is the guy that shoots under par. I'm sorry. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. so, so you're a minus yeah. two handicap. Exactly. My bad. Yep. That's, right. That's okay. Well, I'm hoping you had a good time out there, Dave. It was a great cause. It was Sean O'Hara's golf tournament. He gets a lot of people out there uh, for cystic fibrosis awareness. It's a good time. Uh, we got. Did you get all the holes in? We we got everyone but one. So I don't know. We, 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 missed, we missed one too, but, okay. but it was it was awesome. And you're absolutely right. Sean does a great job. And the and – you know, current and former players, yep. it's it's first class, and it's, it's, it's really done very very well. So, but, but one of the things, uh, John, for your sake, when when, yeah. when I had a chance to just catch up with Jeff, we're just talking about one is just the nature of this program, first of all, and just what a great place it is for Giant fans. But two is just a place where, you know, guys got a chance to really talk football, and and you know, it's interesting to me. I just want to get your guys' comments. You've already hit on it, but it's interesting to me. Last year at this time, it was fascinating, and it always makes me nervous. There was actually a lot of analysts and the talking heads that were actually pretty positive about the Giants. It was interesting, you yep. know, like you know, not everybody, but there was a hand a handful of folks. And and obviously, you know, the season didn't turn out that way. But it's amazing to me that when I look at this roster, even though you could say, hey, there's some you know big names that have obviously come off the roster for different reasons. But but to me, I go back to two units that I feel we're going to hang our hat on this year. The offensive line, um, and I think you just really can't emphasize enough because of how it impacts the whole offense, obviously, right? We've lived through the last mm-hmm. number of years where we've seen, you know, great skill players and, you know, other positions where if your offensive line isn't, isn't functioning at a high level, it, all the rest of that stuff really doesn't matter. And the other one is the, is the secondary, and the, the stats in the league right now are talking about the fact that a good coverage secondary is more impactful to a defense than even a high pass rush, which, which seems counterintuitive. Now, they're connected. I get that. But, but I look at those two units and think that if I'm going into this year for the Giants, those are the two units I'm hanging my hat on um, in terms of they have to perform well. Yeah. And if they do, I think they – have a, an overall impact to the rest of the team. So yeah, I wanted to get your guys' comments. No, I appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah, real quick on, on the impact of the analytics, and that's a lot of big thing that Pro Football Focus has done, that they show that higher grades in the secondary correlate more towards winning than higher grades on the defensive line. Now, I'll say two things about it. One, the yeah. grade for the secondary happens at the end of the play. So, obviously, if a cornerback gets a good grade, that means the play is not going to be successful. So, I think that's part of it. And the other part of the correlation that – Pro Football Focus can't put into their formula, they don't know and cannot calculate how opposing teams change their game plan before the game even starts mm-hmm. because of a good pass rush. Yeah, Because you know that'll happen. You go into a game, you face a big pass rush, all right, we're not doing any five steps, we can't sure. do any double moves yeah. because he has to hold the ball too long, and I think that has an impact too. So, yes, a lot of the analytics do show that coverage is more important, I will never downplay the importance of coverage. Am I 100,000% positive that the coverage portion is more important? I'm not. Am I 100% sure that 
pass rush is more important. I'm not. I think they're very, very even. Well, let me ask you this. If you had a – which one would you rather have a stronger unit? Would you rather it be the, the defensive backs or would you rather have it the defensive line? I mean, if you said I, – I, listen, I, I'm going to tell you right now, our defensive line is so much better than our secondary. Are you okay with that? Because they're going to get pressure, which means it will relieve, alleviate a little pressure on the backside. If I had to choose – that's a tough question. I think I would choose the better. <laughs> because you can scheme around a good defensive line. I mean, look, the Eagles had one of the best pass rushers in the league, right? What did the Patriots do against them in the Super Bowl two years ago? Yeah, they, just... they threw for a billion yards. Mm-hmm. If you have a great secondary, you guys are going to cover regardless, right? And run the football. And I think that's why the analytics say that maybe coverage is more important. Because you can't, if you guys aren't open, whether the pass rush is there or not, you're still not going to complete a pass, right? So. I believe I believe that I would go with the secondary and this reason only. Because the way the game is built today is, yes, you can scheme around a good pass rush, but you cannot scheme around, a, you know, you, you're going to be able to get guys open and complete passes if you don't have a pass rush. So I'm going to the secondary. I, I think if you have a good secondary and a decent pass rush, you're going to be okay. Now, one thing about the pass rush is those guys, you know, they got to be able to stop the run too, that whole defensive line. Um, if you can't stop the run, and which is another thing the Giants couldn't do last year, that they're going to need a little bit of help. So, doing if we keep going down the defensive side, but to me, I think you make a good point with the offense. You want to hang your hat on those; those are fine. Um, they're going to you're going to need some good play out of both of those groups. And I'll, and I'll say this too: I think the reason a lot of talking heads are down on the Giants this year. When people evaluate football teams, they look at skill position guys. And I've heard more than people say, oh, the Giants, they lost Odell. They don't have any skill position guys left. What? <laughs> they're bringing back Saquon Barkley. They're bringing back Sterling Shepard. They're bringing back Evan Ingram. They signed Golden Tate. Are his numbers as good as Odell? No, but he's a legitimately very good wide receiver in mm-hmm. the league. Proven. Their weapons are fine. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Yeah. If they protect, they'll score points. Yeah. 201-939-4513. Back to the phone calls. Let's go to you, Scott, New Mexico, who's up next. What's up, Scotty? Scotty. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Doing great. Uh, I'm on uh, Jeff's side. Uh, I think the secondary is much more critical uh, to the team defense than the defensive line. I'll, I'll cite an example because that's my, my question. But both Kansas City and Pittsburgh tied for the league lead in sacks with 52. Yet Kansas City was ranked 31st overall in team defense, and uh, Pittsburgh obviously didn't even make the playoffs. So I think the secondary is a critical key. And my question is actually uh, related to that, because as you're looking at the personnel in the secondary, uh, I I have a question. There's been a lot of great cover corners, uh, Stephen Gilmore last year, but Mm -hmm. uh, Richard Sherman, of course, Dal Rivas. I was wondering, is anyone emerging from what you can see that you could actually say is a uh, shutdown corner, uh, if such a thing is possible anymore in the, in the NFL today? But Because I think that's key, because what Stephen Gilmore did last year, I think, was critical to New England actually winning the Super Bowl. So I was curious if you're seeing anyone in, I know it's early, obviously, but is there anyone sort of emerging in that capacity that you could say, hey, this guy could be a shutdown corner? On this roster? On this roster, yes. Oh, wow. I mean, I think it's way too early to tell. <laughs> okay, uh, I was just curious. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, th- I think if you go back and look at the body of work that DeAndre ba- Baker has had, I mean, he has some pretty impressive statistics in the Southeast Conference. Would he give up one touchdown? 
yeah, over mean, two years. Over, yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, again, uh, I'm uh, not saying that he can be correct. I'm just trying okay. to maybe shed a little bit of light on it. If there was one guy of the young group that I think has the most potential to do it, it'd be him. But yeah. I'm not willing to go there yet. No, me either. And I'm okay. not going mm-hmm. there. I'm just giving you a, a, a player that if we had to say, give me one guy, that would probably be my guy. But you know what? Maybe he does, and maybe some other guy comes out of it. Maybe it's love, and I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my uh, other question, and uh, again, I can take this off the air, but uh, the question I had is on the offensive line as well. Uh, there's supposed to be obviously better players on the offensive line that there are, than there was last year. That being said, though, it takes a while for an offensive line to gel. I think uh, David Deal made a comment that they didn't really become a finite group until uh, Kareem McKenzie joined the joined the, uh, the offensive line. So now they have Zeitler and they have the positions pretty much earmarked for who's going to do what, even if Remmers can hold his weight and doesn't have back issues. How long do you think it's going to take for an offensive line like the Giants? Because they're, they're, they are new personnel now. Do you give them, like, uh, through the preseason, or does it take a couple of games actually into the season before they can actually, uh, you know, become uh, a serious unit? And that was my question. And thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for the call, Scott, as always. Um, that's a good question. Now, they're bringing back three of the guys, mm-hmm. whether it's Jalapio or Poli. They'll be with Hernandez and Solder, so they're going to be fine. Okay. And it's good that the two additions are two veterans in Remmers and Zeitler that have been around for a while. So I don't think it's going to take a ton of time. I agree. Assuming everybody stays healthy through the preseason, Jeff, mm-hmm. I don't see why they shouldn't be hitting the ground yep. with their feet running in week one. I agree. And it's, for what I said earlier, this this is a this is a trending it's – a, it's a veteran offensive line. So – these guys are used to being plug and play. You know, some guys, they come in, they get hurt, and other guys next to them. So um, I think it'll be a quicker learning curve for this group than if you had guys in the past that are young and haven't played next to veterans their whole career. That makes sense. 201-939-4513. Let's go to James in Virginia up next, and we'll take a couple of your tweets before we get back to the phones. James, what's up? Uh, not much. Uh, appreciate you guys, uh, John, and um, that would be Jeff. Thank you, <laughs> Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's <the> okay. <laughs> I'm the important one anyway. It's fine. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Um, but appreciate what all y'all do. Um, just a quick question about the line. I think we got a strong line now, and maybe we can get another tight end at the end. Um, but you yeah, definitely take care of Eli and the backup quarterback, whoever that is, uh, and. The young secondaries, I think they're going to be all right, but they have to get in the game to see. But um, but as I said, we should be all right. Eli should have a strong year. You know, I hopefully it don't be his last, but whatever they do, you know, I, I think he's going to put some uh, winning games on the field, which everybody is. I know they're going to be really strong. Um, and the last thing, um, if <laughs> we get a chance, I'd like to have all of y'all take a picture, all of the, the guys there with all of the – Main callers, we'll take one group picture after the season. <laughs> uh, that's just something to say, you know. That would be fun. But uh, we appreciate all what y'all do. Sure. Well, you're thank welcome. You. You're welcome. Appreciate I, it, James. Good stuff. And, you know, and thank you for your service, by the way. I feel like, you know, we talk about the Giants and everybody's, oh, six games and this and that. I think a lot of people are, are where the Giants are. Is there, there's, there's kind of a wait-and-see attitude with the Giants this year. I think a lot of people aren't going to be surprised if the Giants do better. They won't be surprised, but I, I don't think people around the team will be. I think there are people out there in the national media that would be because they really think that losing Odell is going to, and there's such a bad 
you know, voodoo around Gettleman right now, which has been very much media driven, that no I think people have a very negative attitude towards the team that don't follow it very closely. Well, listen, if there's ever a time, you know, this t- most of the Giants teams, they operate better when they're underdogs anyways. So let's make them the underdog. That would be good. All right. Want to take some tweets, Jeff? Tweet, tweet. It's time for tweets. Let's Giants chat. All right, here we go. Let's start with this. And I got some tweets in there for you. It's a tweet, tweet. There was some like, tweets in the production. I had not heard that open like that. I know, but you introduced it perfectly. Wow. All right, here we go. Mr. M1S. Right. Very excited about the season. Uh, I sense a quiet optimism from the team that many seem unwilling to share. Do you sense that the team is already feeling good about locker room attitudes in a productive year? Uh, well, again, I'm not going to talk about what's happening on the field yet because it's way too early to make any judgments in OTAs. However, what? the caliber of the person and the group of people and the energy at practice and the attitude and just the general demeanor is as good as I've ever seen it since I've been here. It makes a huge difference. And, you know, for somebody that's out there every day like John and watching these things, you can see it from afar like that. It's, if you pick up on it, that means it's working. And again, that's as what, a player, why is that important? Because, listen, it's a common goal. It's Everybody is on the same page for the team. And I know that that's kind of a cliche. It's the team. It's the team. But it, it, it makes so much sense. And it's so important that everybody is all about the team and not the eye. You, you got to get it out of there. And at this early juncture, it's camaraderie. It's getting guys to believe in one another and preparing to what they're about to do and go into this season. You know, as an underdog, that's when everybody's got to get together and play and be one with each other and then go forward. That make and you're not going to do it if you're not if you got a bunch of guys that are all these little clicks everywhere, and that's why it's important. Send your tweets, you. by the way, into hashtag Giants Chat. This one from at Getin Seven. As of right now, who's the starting defense for the Giants? We'll get to that last. Okay. Uh, from what you have seen, has Ingram made improvements as a blocker? Well, you can't have contact in OTA, so we can't answer that part of it. How much is our offensive line? Now versus second half line of the season last year, how much is it better now? Thanks for your time. Well, again, you can't really block, so you can't really tell in practice how good the O-line is, but Zeitler, to me, might be the biggest upgrade in the whole roster this year. As much as people love Jamon Brown last year, he's no Kevin Zeitler. Mm-hmm. And Remmers is going to be an upgrade once he gets healthy over Wheeler, if sure. he wins that spot, and I expect him to. Uh, so I think the offensive line is going to be significantly better on that right side. Well said. I, I, I think the same thing. Starting know? defense, uh, in terms of what we're seeing so far, R.J. McIntosh has spent time with the ones I would guess. And again, we'll see. This is only the spring. By the time we get to the regular season, you're going to have Tomlinson, Hill, and um, Lawrence as your three-down defensive linemen. I bet your two outside pass rushers will be Marcus Golden and Lorenzo Carter. Agree. You'll have then Zimenez and Kareem Martin be your next two guys in rotation. Your inside linebackers will be Ogletree and then Goodson in base, Tay Davis in nickel. Grant Halley or Julian Love will be your nickel corners. I think your two starting outside guys, Jeff, will be probably Jenkins and Baker. And then Bethay and Peppers at safety. That sounds right. I, I agree. Uh, the, the corner position just is going to be a competition thing. Whoever sure. does better there, it could be Beal or it could be DeAndre Baker. Okay, They're both young guys. They both haven't played a game in the NFL yet. Um. I can see at the outside linebacker positions, I'd see, I see. I agree with you on the starters there. Um, you know, there could be a, a time where Kareem Martin goes in for Lorenzo Carter because he's not playing well or this or that. But I agree with you on that on that whole thing. Oh, I okay. like this one. 
at NYG Tim, if you could take one player from every other NFC East team, which player would you choose? One player from each other NFC East team. If I was to pick a member of the Eagles, I'd take Fletcher Cox. Wow. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. Um, Zach Ertz could be in the mix there, maybe. Nah, you know what? I'm going to go... Brandon Graham. I would take I would take a healthy um but a tackle. What's his name? Um, oh, Jason Peters. Yeah. Or uh Lane Johnson. Either one of those guys. Either you can't go wrong guys. there. Yeah. Their center's awesome too. Whose name the guy with all the hair. He oh, has yeah. a brother in the league too. He's Kelsey. a smaller guy. Yeah, thank you, Jason Kelsey. Okay. So uh, he, what ab- what about okay. Jason Kelsey would be a really good name too to Cowboys? be honest with you. You going offense or defense? Boy. You could pick one of the offensive linemen, and you couldn't go wrong with it. Frederick Martin or Tyron Smith, take your pick. I'm taking the inside linebacker. I was going to say, do you want <laughs> to say Vander- which one? You want the Vander Esch or Jalen Smith? No, I'll take Vander Vander How whatever his name Vander, is Vander Esch Vander Hauser. <laughs> How about Demarcus Lawrence? I, I would t- say, you know what? I would take Demarcus Lawrence because the Giants need a pass rusher. Okay, all right, all right. So let's go to. Um, but Van, but Van, Van Der Esch is a good one. That also fills a need. But I, I, I would go Demarcus Lawrence. Washington, the Redskins. Question: Ryan a lot, Kerrigan. Would a lot be of in Giants. The mix. A lot of Giants would be giving back Landon Collins. <laughs> Ryan Kerrigan would be in the mix there. Landon oh. Collins would be in the mix there. But see now, now Kerrigan would be on our team, so he wouldn't be as disruptive as he is when he's with the Redskins, because he is a Giants killer, <sighs> just like Jason Witten is a Giants killer from the and Dallas Cowboys. Trent Williams, when he's healthy, is pretty oh, damn man. good. Brandon Sheriff, another good offensive lineman. He's a yeah. darn good player. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it takes a little little thought, but Josh Norman. <sighs> I don't want that. I just don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> I, they just got rid of that. If you know what I mean, I just don't want that. I really don't. So all right, I took a bunch of bunch of questions, and folks, we'll have all these racked up as we move forward, and we could ask them on next week's show as well. I don't want to go through all of them. I want to make sure we have time to get to our other callers and do our game with Jeff. So let's go back to the phones and say, "What's up to our buddy Len in Columbia, Maryland?" Hey, Len, how are you? Hi, Len. Hey, good guys. How you doing? Doing good. great. Good. Hey, Jeff, to, to your point about uh, the defense yeah. uh, finishing finishing games, and I was running back through my memory bank on last well, year. Well, your memory the bank is I good. I remember yeah. where they really finished at the end, critical play in the Bears game where Jenkins jumped up in the air and knocked yeah. the pass out of, uh, out of the way from Cohen, who was sitting there almost, mm-hmm. almost wide open. They won the game. Uh, at the end of that Bears game, and I think that w- that turned out to be the last play. Of the game. I think it was a fourth down play. It was, yeah. I yeah. think it was. The, I think it was the mm-hmm. last play of the game. But that's the only one I can remember from from last year. And that's that's. I, I think you got a really good point there. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about the quarterback situation. Um, <laughs> I, I guess we're looking for a successor. <laughs> there's there's a there's an understatement, huh? A successor well, I mean, to Eli. Really. Um, <laughs> How do you know? How do you know when you got the right guy? See him play when games. the other guy's gone. <laughs> well, no, 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 Len, 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 Len. In all seriousness, you got to see him playing games. Yeah, and yeah. Then, well, yeah. This is a serious. Yeah. Question. No, I know. Yeah, no, I mean, I look, you, you see how he plays in the preseason, and then I think when he gets reps at practice during the week. I mean, I've heard stories of when Patrick Mahomes was running scout team, he was murdering the Chiefs defense. And you see it. If he gets a chance to run scout team and practice and he's murdering your defense, guess what? There's a good chance he's ready. 
And that same thing when Tony Romo was in Dallas. They said when he was running scout team down there, okay. he was killing everybody. So okay. I think that's a big part of it. And then when you see him in the preseason games, and I think you also get a feeling for the guy in the meetings. Mike Shula is going to be in all those quarterback meetings, and he's going to report back to Coach Shermer. All right, this kid's on, this guy's sharp. He's on top of everything. He knows what we're doing. He knows everything. He's smart. He's ready to go mentally. And I think you put all that together, and then that's how you figure it out. How about playing them? Well, yeah, they will in the preseason. And they will in the regular season if the team is going you know where. Correct. See, I think, I, I think we got a little bit of a dilemma. Um, I think you got to play the guy. Well, well Len, Len, here's the thing. They, they no, drafted him only, six. I think the only way you really find out is for him, to, and we got to do it quickly. Uh, or Why? we got to go get another quarterback. No, but Len, 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 Sorry, go ahead. They, go ahead. They, they drafted him sixth. The kid's getting three years. So you don't have to find out fast. The You're kid's getting three out. years. I'm just telling well, you. They, well, but you could look at that point another way, John. He was the sixth. we got to find out if this guy can play. Yeah, and they will. But they don't have well, to do it now. Well, I just... I that, keep thinking, and I I don't want to see Eli replaced. That's 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 my bias, but it's going to come. I mean, there's no question about it. The the question is, how do you know Jones is the guy? And I don't think we can wait forever. I, I mean, this run of bad play has, has gone on too long. No, but guys. no, but no, but Len. Here's the thing: the little he's going to play this year, if the team's playing well, is not going to tell you anything anyway. So regardless of that, he's going. To, if the team doesn't do well this year and they're losing, like what your fear is, right? Daniel Jones right. is going to be the starter week one next year. He just will be. And if he's good, great. If he stinks, then he's going to stink. And then you move on from there. Whether you yeah, find okay. out next year or this year doesn't really make that much of a difference. You know, I, I think, well, I just let me go back to something, and then I, I want to move on to the offensive line real right. quickly if I can. Sure. Um, I think you've got to see the guy on the field. And you've got to see, I mean, preseason, yeah, we can talk about preseason. But we're not going to know if this guy is the guy to replace Eli and take us to the promised land unless we see him on the field. Uh, right. You know, pretty quickly. No, Len, 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 Len you're 100% right. Or else we got to go get somebody else. No, but so, Len, no, but Len, in, no, but let me go through I, I mean, it again. This, no, Len, this stop. This string is just, it's No, but gone. Len, Len. I mean, I, you all. No, Dave, put him back up. It's fine. Put him back up. <laughs> Len, he, Len, here's the thing. You don't have to find out quickly. Because regardless of whether Daniel Jones plays this year, he's going to get next year. So whether he plays this year doesn't matter. Because even if he plays this year and he stinks, guess what? They're not going to give up on their sixth overall pick in the draft in one season. So Eli's contract's up after the year. Jones will get an opportunity next year if, like you're saying, happens and the losing happens and continue. So if you're going to find out next year regardless... There's no rush. There's also not a rush. If you if he's in there for four games, you're not gonna you're not gonna base your whole theory on four games. You're gonna know that you know that he's, he's your guy. And I think the only way you're seeing Daniel Jones is if the team is gonna go south. You're gonna see him sooner than later, and then you're gonna see him for a long time. No, and you yeah. know what? You're uh, also gonna okay. see him, and may, maybe if there's blowouts, you'll see him in fourth quarters. Yeah. Okay. Good. I I, I you know appreciate your. Sure. Your, what do you got uh, on the O line? Let me let me get a quick one on the offensive line. Sure. Um, if if Wheeler loses that job at right tackle, what is it about being an offensive does, mm-hmm. does does he stay on this team? I think he would probably be your swing tackle. Yeah. I mean, would they hunt and you know at cut time for someone they think might be better? Sure. 
But I think if he loses the battle, he'd be the swing guy. Remember, he was a left tackle coming out of college, so he can't play the left side, too. Well, but he lost the job on the left side, and he would have lost the job on the right side if my scenario plays out. Right, why would you want somebody like that on your team? Well, I, I listen. Because, oh, timeout. Yep. Because every backup loses a job. Every backup on your team loses a job. Because if they won the job, they'd be starting. Yeah, but I think I, I know where you're going with this, Len. I feel like this team always searches for the best player. If he's the yep. best player, he'll be here. But like John said, if somebody else is out there to waiver wire and he's better yeah. than Wheeler, then Wheeler will not be here. 100%. Okay. So okay. That's just, just, the, just the comment. We'll see how this, how this turns out. Sure. I, I think the backup, I, I think the sixth and seventh players uh, along the offensive line, the guys who will dress on Sunday, eight, eight and nine, if they go that far, I'm not, I'm not really talking about those guys. I'm not, I, here I'm talking about six and seven. I don't think they're on the roster yet. I think number six will be whoever loses between Jalapio and Pulley. Correct. So I think that's six. <clears throat> the question is who's seven and eight. Yeah, seven or eight may okay. not be here. Thank you, yeah. Len. Appreciate yeah, the call. Okay, Len. thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah, I mean, your six guys got to be a guy that's borderline starter. Correct, and yeah. well, and I think that's what Pulley is, right? Yeah, absolutely, started a lot of games. Yes, but so. a swing tackle is more important, just because of the positional value. Yes, because absolutely, yeah. I, I and so he may not be here, but you know, I, he Len makes a good point about that that position. If he's lost at both sides, why would you want him on the team? But if he's the only the best scenario, Correct. so we'll see. Am I ab- long ways to go for that. Am I absolutely convinced that on this roster, and this I think this is Len's major point, and I'll agree with him on it. Am I utterly convinced that the team's swing guard and swing tackle are currently on the roster? I'm not. No, I don't know. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. At this time, at this juncture, 100. percent You don't know. Now, middle of the middle of training camp, we'll have a better idea because we're going to be able to see these guys play. Play, live, literally. Like hit people and run block and pass block and you engage. Mean real football? <laughs> real football. I got a yes. bad feeling about this. Hallelujah. Losing his mind. Mr. Illness. He wasn't right in the hat. Enough jokes. I am happy. You're a madman. And here we go. Hello, Charlie. How are you? Dave, you might want to punch Charlie in for me so we can actually hear him. Dave, or can, not. There we go. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> hey, Charlie, how are you? Oh, hey, Charlie, how you doing? <laughs> hey, just just to go to Len's point, um, that's why we need to bring in Anthony Davis to uh, see what he has and make him our swing tackle. Oh. Or if he beats out uh, Reamer, then Reamer's our swing tackle. Remmers, Remmers, Charlie, Remmers, 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 yeah. Remmers, whatever his name is. And then, like I <laughs> don't like think me. Wheeler will be on the team. I don't think Wheeler will be on the team. He's the fourth wheel. He's going to be out. All right. You know? Okay. All right. <laughs> and Washington, you said to pick a player from – I'm surprised yeah. you didn't say you want Eric Flowers back. Oh, Charlie, <laughs> stop it. Stop Charlie, it. do you ever want to call stop here it. again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you're too no, funny. Oh, when you guys were talking about, like, uh, you know, what would be better, the front set, you know, mm-hmm. the the front line or the secondary, yeah. you got to go with the with the pass rush. That's how we won two Super Bowls. We had Tuck, we had Strahan, we had OC, we had all that firepower that totally destroyed Brady. If if we didn't have that, I don't care if you had prime time back there, Brady would have totally cut us up. So you have to have the front line giving a great pass rush. Well, Charles, let win. me ask you something. I'm a, I want sure. to ask question because I, I was kind of thinking about this after we had the conversation because I go back and forth on it, to be honest with you. If I gave you the opportunity 
I'm going to give you either one of these two pairs of players to be on your uh, to be on your team. You can yeah. either have Khalil Mack and Von Miller, okay? Yeah. Or you can have I'm trying to think of the next best corner. Uh Jalen Ramsey and who's your next best corner in the league, Jeff? Or top corner in the league. What do you like? <laughs> give me uh, a name, damn it. Uh, that, 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 I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> he passes. <laughs> I have no All idea. All right. Or let's um, say like Jalen Ramsey and um, I mean, I'm trying to think of the let's just say Rich Peterson. Patrick yeah, Peterson. thank okay, you, Patrick you Peterson. Right. There we go. Who, who oh, which, which pair would you rather have? Miller and Mack, 100%. I don't know, Ramsey and Patrick Peterson. How, how, how are you getting open against those guys? I see. You gotta, if you get five seconds, you'll get open on anybody. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have no one rushing the passer. It just means that you don't have the top guys rushing the passer. No, it just means that, you know, like when someone stands back there and they have all day, I don't care who the cornerback is, they're not going to stay with a dude if he's a good, if he's any type of wide receiver. Mm, I don't know if that's true, but I hear you. Fair I, enough. I feel like the arg- the point can be argued forever because I think that you're, you're I, let's put it this way. I don't think you're wrong either way. As long as the people, like, like John said, if you have two really good shutdown corners back there, I think it's, you know, it's... I, I will say this. If you want to succeed, Jeff, you need one or the other. You better either have a really good <laughs> secondary or you better have a good pass rush. You can survive with either one of those, but if you don't have either, then you got a lot of problems, a.k.a. Well, Jeff, what the Giants had the last two yeah. years. Jeff, let me put it to you this way. Okay. You're a punter. I don't okay? have a hard time believing what you're saying, so you don't have to say it that way. That's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I can understand. Hunter, right? Would you rather have a great gunner or would you rather have that guy who's up front blocking for you? I'd rather have a good guy that snap it to me. All right. No, I'm, you know I'm kidding. I would I would <laughs> take a gunner in a day, in a second. Yeah, absolutely. You would over somebody who's going to be your protector? Yes. Then yes. you're going to get blocked punt all no, the time. I, I, I kick away from them. No, I want a guy that's <laughs> going to cover for me. That's going to go down and make plays. That's interesting. Kick it in one second. That's a good question. That's a good question. But you know what? If I get the ball off in 1.9 seconds, the guy, I don't care – He's going to have a hard time blocking it anyways. Punts get blocked when guys are just whiffed. And if that guy whiffs more than one time, he's not going to be on my team anyways. They're going to cut him. <laughs> then that's the most important person is somebody who's there protecting no. you. Yeah, but you don't need a great person to protect you, just a competent person to protect just, you. Just got to get a get, get shoulder on the guy to stop him now, for a quick second. Charlie, the argument is <laughs> how have the Patriots done things? You know, They've spent money on the secondary, but they haven't spent money on pass rush. And, and it's worked for them the last couple of years. Yeah, oh, it's worked for them because they got Brady scoring oh. 35, 36 points every game. That helps, that's too. why it's worked. No, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Yep. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your weekend, man. Always yeah. good to hear from you. I, I, it's, it's, a t- it's a very difficult conversation because I don't think you can re- be right or wrong, excuse me, either way. I think if you make a good argument this way, you yeah. make a good argument that way. And we will do at some point our long, hour long um, conversation on analytics with uh, Pro Football Focus again like we did last year, which was fun. Which was a very, very cool program. So we'll make sure we tell everybody before that when yes, it comes on. we'll make it happen. Joe in Pennsylvania will wrap us up on the phones today. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, hi, guys. Uh, How you doing, great Joe? To hear, great to hear you. Uh, I, I know you were talking about the – Lem was talking about the quarterback earlier, and do we have to see him. The only thing I would say about that is uh, – uh, like the Rams quarterback Everett there his first year. He he really didn't look good in the second year he came around. Everett, right. so, mean golf? Uh, yeah, or uh, yeah, I mean him. <laughs> and uh if, way back. If uh 
if we wouldn't have such a good record and we could come up because next year there's some quarterbacks available again, that would be something I would, you know, you'd want to know about, you know what I mean? If you would have a chance again, you know, it's uh, another quarterback you would like. So you'd like to have some kind of idea, I guess. Uh, but what I want to talk about is the offense. A lot you were talking about the offensive line, and I was just wondering how the defense, especially in the in the uh, NFC East, is going to play our offensive line. You think they're going to play, play play us eight in the box? And I was just wondering, like, how did we how did they play us mostly when we were doing good in the second half of the year when we didn't have Beckham and that? And uh, did they do a lot of press coverage on our uh, uh, wide receivers? You know, uh, I don't know if you'll have time to look into that. Well, Joe, Joe, honestly, it depends on the team. Like the the Colts, for example, they're a heavy zone team, so they played a a ton of zone when they played against us. Dallas plays more man-to-man, but they play a lot of cover three, too. So I think it depends on the team. But, yes, you did see a lot of eight men in the box in the second half of the year. And, frankly, I think even a good portion of the first half of the year, too, because teams didn't want Saquon Barkley to beat him. And as long as he's here, you're going to see stacked boxes. That's just the way it goes. Okay, is it, be- is it better for us to go two tight ends or wide receivers split out? And how did we do against that then? You know what I mean? How would you... Uh... Uh, go against that. Play that action play action out of big personnel. And one of the reasons they had eight guys in the box, by the way, is because there was 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. And, Jeff, play action with big people on the field works like magic against that. Did you see else what, what, what Eli did last year in, in the last four or five games particularly? They rolled the pocket a lot mm. to get away from that. So, you know, these are things that can combat the eight man in the box. And until you can prove you can block it, you're going to see it. Well, one thing uh, I know about the eight in the box there, if if the offensive line does get on on the uh, defensive guys and gives Barkley a little hole, there's there's not yeah. too much behind them then once he breaks through. Hundred you know? percent. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, that that's one one big advantage, and you, you know uh, of that. So. Uh, Okay, thanks for You're taking welcome, my Joe. call. Thank I, you, Joe. Always I, good to hear from you, pal. He makes a good yeah. point about the offensive line, too. I, I feel like, you know, with this veteran group, I'm calling them a veteran group because I feel like this offensive line, to me, is so much more established that I can call them a, a veteran line that they're going to be able to, at the point of contact, open up these holes. They're going to work together, and they're going to be able to, to understand the offense to a point where it's going to help, say, Quan Barkley, these guys. You know, they offensive linemen love to run block. They're not a favorite. They don't like to pass block all that much. So we'll see what happens. You ready? Yeah, let's go. I got my it's time. my energy, brain energy on. Water. Like this. Did he play with Jeff Beagle? I don't have a great memory. 22 NFL seasons. Wow. Hundreds of players. Beagles with the Eagles. Let's see who Jeff remembers. You can make a mockery of my memory. Here's your host. That was just so. John Schmelton. <laughs> I forgot about that one at the end. All right, Jeff, you ready to go? I did show you an Eagles player card today so you did yeah way back all right here we go here we go folks did you play with Derek Odin Derek Odin yes I did and what team did you play <laughs> oh, no you have to get two you know I, that uh I believe it was at the Cardinals wrong all right Dang it. Uh, Try again. Derek Odin. Oh, man. 
No, I know. I remember the guy. I just don't remember what team it is. Was he a was he a uh, defensive back? Wrong. <laughs> 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 he was a linebacker. He was on your Eagles team. He played with the Eagles from '93 to '95. He was I probably should, a core special teams guy. I should have known that. Absolutely. Dave, do you like this too? Do you like them making fun of me like this, Dave? I'm not making fun of you. I'm yes, just proclaiming you, you incorrect. I just actually, it's actually pretty funny. Did All you right. play with Leonard Renfro? <laughs> Leonard Renfro. I remember the name. I do. I do. I did play with Leonard Renfro. But what team did you play with Leonard Renfro on? I, uh, Renfro, Renfro, Renfro. Receiver? Was he a receiver? Nope. <laughs> he was not a receiver. See, what would receive, what would position instead of team, huh? Remember the name again. All right, so. Cardinals? Same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's incorrect. <laughs> he was a defensive tackle, weighed 291 pounds, and he played on the Philadelphia Eagles from 1993 to 1994. Wow. Did you play with Bad. the great Roger Vick? <laughs> Roger Vick. <clears throat> yeah, I play with Roger Vick. <laughs> Where'd you play with Roger Vick? <laughs> well, since you've already gone twice to the Eagles, I'm going to say the Eagles. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> there we go. Uh, he was a was a linebacker? Fullback. Fullback. Roger Vick. Oh, big Roger. And he was only there for you with one year in 1990. So I'm surprised. That's what I thought was going to be the toughest one. All right, final All right. one. Last one of the show. All right. One, Did two, you play... With Harper LaBelle. <laughs> Come on. Harper LaBelle. Come on. Seriously? What? Two for four, folks, for the program. And I should get this. I should get an extra one for bonus. Yes, I did. New England Patriots. Or excuse me. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, he was a long snapper. And he was left-handed. Oh, he was a long snapper? Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. See? Yep. There you go. I almost don't want to give that what, to what, you. Which That's one, too what, easy. What position did he really put? Was he tight end? <laughs> yes, he was a tight, tight end. end. Yeah, but he, he, I yeah. didn't know he was he, a long snapper. I love it. Aww. All right, 50% today. And he was only on one year in Philly, too. That's why I thought it was going to be tough. Shoot. Man, let me tell you something. About I Harper didn't know LaBelle. he was a God. And real quickly, you know, normally, normally people, the snappers, <sighs> they get the ball back in like .75. Mm -hmm. He was a .60. Like, I mean, you don't even understand how fast that There's is. There's nothing on Pro Football Reference that indicates somebody played long snapper. Really? It's not my not, fault. Not even him? No, nobody cares. <laughs> I care. <laughs> I care enough does. to know that that's who he was. <laughs> Jeff, yes. good stuff, my friend. Yeah. Well. Remember, folks, we're back with you next week. Minicamp is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The show's going to be 1.30 those days to accommodate practice mm. and media availability. But Monday, we're back at noon. And then again, next week, minicamp, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The show will be at 1.30 on those days. Enjoy your weekend. For Jeff Figos, I'm John Schmelk. It's all brought to you by Coors Light. Adios.